0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Tonight's lesson is a tale of two mothers. I'm going to tell you two different stories from the Old Testament of two different mothers. I'll tell you where they are, but we're not going to read the stories because it would be too much reading. So I'm just going to give you a summary of the stories. And then we want to look at the comparisons. Now, this applies to mothers and fathers. It applies to physical, but it also applies to spiritual. The first story we're going to look at is the story of Deborah. Deborah is one of my favorite biblical characters. In the time of Judges, there was when we all know the story of Moses. The Israelites were in Egypt. They come out of Egypt. They go through the wilderness, all of that story. They finally come into the promised land. God gives them the promised land, and they weren't supposed to originally be set up with kings. God was supposed to be their king. So every person was supposed to seek the Lord personally, individually, hear from him, follow his instructions, commandments he had given them. Uh, his instructions and commandments and they were supposed to let him be king to let him be king means to let him rule you to let him make the decisions but continuously the bible says that it kept turning up where every man would do what was right in his own eyes in other words not seeking god for what he says is right but doing what each person thinks is right which would cause all manner of wickedness to happen. So what would happen? They would fall to their enemies. Their enemies would overtake them. They would become oppressed. Then eventually after they were humbled for a while, God would raise up a judge, which was a ruler or like a chieftain, who would then hear from the Lord, obey the Lord, lead them, and they would be liberated for a season. And then they would see, oh, it does us good to do what God says. We should listen to him but it would usually only last a very short time before they would start doing what they thought was right again and get all messed up again. And then it would happen again where God would raise up another judge. One of the judges was Deborah. Deborah, the story of Deborah is in the book of Judges, chapters four and chapter five. She was a prophetess, which means she was a female prophet, according to scripture. Uh, A prophet is someone who speaks on behalf of God. So you seek the Lord in prayer, the Lord is speaking, and then you relay what the Lord is saying to others who don't hear from the Lord directly themselves. That's what a prophet is. So she was a female prophet. She was a judge, which was a chieftain or a leader. She was a worshiper, because it records her singing, even in the battles. She was a wife, and she was a mother to many. In fact, the Bible calls her a mother in Israel. So I don't know if she had physical children, but she was considered a mother to the Israelite people. She had no great platform or persona. It says that she sat under a tree. She sat under a tree and sought the Lord, and people from far and wide would come to her seeking the Lord's counsel and her wisdom and for her to seek the Lord and see what he would say. She would help to rule and to make judgment calls in the land of Israel. Obviously, she was probably pretty humble because she didn't make them build her anything nice, no palace, no platform, no nothing. She just sat under her tree. Sometimes I have to do that when the house gets too busy. Got to go find me a tree. Like, if it is good enough for Deborah, it's good enough for me. But she sought the Lord there under the tree of Deborah. She was respected and honored by the people, by generals. There were actually military leaders in her story because the enemy was oppressing and she sought the Lord and the Lord said fight back and he would fight with them. And there were military leaders among the people who told her, we won't go unless you go with us. So she was respected. She was considered among the generals. They wouldn't go to war unless she was with them because they knew that the Lord was with her. So they figured if she's going, the Lord's going with us. So she didn't seek her own honor, but in doing the work of the Lord, she was honored. People honored her. They bestowed the honor on her because they considered it honoring the Lord because they knew the Lord was working with her and through her. So by honoring her, they honored the Lord. But she didn't seek, she didn't force people to honor her. She didn't desire to be seen or to seek prestigious positions, but she was sought out and asked to hold positions by wise and humble people. In fact, when the the war came, she allowed others to take the lead, but they asked her to come and lead them. She wasn't forcefully putting herself up, but she kept constantly being pulled up because of her closeness to the lord by those who knew that this was valuable it was wise for these people to do this now this doesn't usually happen these people were wise uh, when they did this but in the story when you read after the military campaign it actually says that god cursed those who didn't help her and he blessed those that did but there was a particular tribe it says it didn't come to the aid of the lord in the battle that Deborah fought. Now notice, God didn't say, you didn't come to the aid of Deborah. But because they didn't help Deborah, God said, you didn't help me because she was working on my behalf. And so he cursed the whole tribe because they didn't help. The scripture actually records that in the battle, as she sang and as they led this battle, the rivers and the very angels of heaven came and fought with them on their behalf. It's a very epic story. It's one of my favorite ones in the scripture. She sought God's word and will and trusted it, and he fought for her and did the miraculous. We're not going to read her story, but I'm going to hit a few points from the Song of Deborah. This is in Judges chapter 5. A couple of key verses. This is called the Song of Deborah. It was basically the uh, song that was sang to commemorate the battle. So there's a couple of highlights in it that kind of give you a glimpse of what happened. Judges 5-2. Praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel. When the people willingly offered themselves, hear, O ye kings, give ear, O ye princes, I, even I, will sing unto the Lord, I will sing praises to the Lord God of Israel, verse 7, the inhabitants of the villages ceased, they ceased in Israel, until I Deborah arose, that I arose a mother in Israel, in other words she was saying they were being killed, they were ceasing, they were falling until she rose up a mother in Israel, to teach and to lead and to do the work of the Lord, They chose new gods, then was war at the gates. Was there a shield or spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? So the people were straying, they were worshiping other gods, the enemy was coming to overtake them, they had no weapons. My heart is towards the governors of Israel that offered themselves willingly among the people, bless ye the Lord. There were those who were willing to fight And until God raised her up, as she says, a mother in Israel, there was no warfare, there was no weaponry, the people were being overrun. Awake, awake, Deborah, awake, awake, utter a song. Arise, Barak, Barak was the military leader, and lead thy captivity captive, thou son of Abinam. Then he made him that remaineth have dominion over the nobles among the people. The Lord made me to have dominion over the mighty. God gave her authority, he gave her dominion, he was with her, and I always tend to think that when God chooses a woman to lead, it's usually because the people are acting like children. And it's usually to humble the prideful or to shame those who are not standing in their proper position. But God gave her dominion. Verse 19, the kings came and fought. They fought the kings of Canaan in Tanakh by the waters of Megiddo. They took no gain for money. They fought from heaven. The stores in their cars fought against Sisera. Stores in scripture. Often and usually represents angels. That's why it says the, they came from heaven from their course. Even the angels helped them in this fight to fight against Sesera, which was the evil king that they were fighting against. The river of Kishnon swept them away. So even the river came and helped and fought against them and swept the enemy away. The, that ancient river, the river Kishnon. O oh my soul, thou hast trodden down strength. Verse 23, curse ye Maraz saith the angel of the lord curse ye bitterly the inhabitants thereof because they came not to the help of the lord to the help of the lord against the mighty so it wasn't a tribe it was a town a city there was a particular group of people that didn't come to help and the lord the angel of the lord spoke curses against them for not joining um it does before that specifically mention that the tribe of um Issachar came to her aid. Issachar was famous for knowing what God was doing, even though when it seemed to be different than what people thought he should be doing. Like when David was taking over from Saul and all these different times when it was tumultuous, the Issachar were famous for seeking the Lord and getting it right. Verse 31, so let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when he goeth forth in his might and the land had rest for 40 years." The land had rest because she lived and sought the Lord and did what he said because she was humble and selfless and obedient and because there were those humble enough to serve the Lord by working with her because they saw that the Lord was with her. The Bible declares her a mother in Israel. A very honorable uh, title, which means that she tended to children, whether that be physical or spiritual. Now, the next story we're going to look at is the story of Athaliah. She was another mother in Israel, but she's not one that God called a mother. We're not going to read through her story because it's kind of lengthy. You can find it in 2 Kings chapter 8 through chapter 11 and in 2 Chronicles chapter 21 and chapter 22. To give you kind of a summary of who she was, Athaliah was a queen in Judah. This would have been many years later once there were kings in Israel and then the kingdom had been divided into a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. In the northern kingdom, there was Ahab and Jezebel. Jezebel was killed by Jehu, all in the midst of this time period. In the southern kingdom, the king's wife was Athaliah. Now, a lot of people often say Athaliah was Jezebel's daughter, and I've said it too because that's what I always heard, and she very well could have been, but scripture actually doesn't say that anywhere, that she was Jezebel's daughter. Um, She was Ahab's daughter. But if you remember when Jehu killed the sons of Ahab, there were like 70 of them. So Jezebel would not have been his only wife. That would have been just the sons, not the daughters. And if that was the case, then she wouldn't have had the time or energy to cause all the trouble she did. So he probably had several wives. So it's possible that she could have been somebody else's daughter, but she was definitely Ahab's. So regardless, she would have been influenced because she would have been brought up in the courts of Ahab. She was of the lineage of Omri, which was another very evil king. But she could have been Jezebel's daughter, but there's no direct evidence that she was Jezebel's daughter. So she did have a lot of the traits of Jezebel. Jezebel destroyed her children and her husband and everything that God had for them. Athaliah did the same. She had a spirit of control and of manipulation. She wanted to be seen. While Deborah had a tree, she had a palace. She was a a queen that wanted attention. In 2 Chronicles 22, verse 2, I'll give you just a little piece of a summary because it's too much to read the whole story. Forty and two years old was Ahaziah when he began to reign, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Athaliah, the daughter of Omri, He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab. So this was a king of the southern kingdom. His mother was Athaliah. He acted like Ahab. For his mother was his counselor to do wickedly. So the scripture is clear that he did wicked because he took Athaliah's counsel. She was ruling through him. Wherefore, he did evil in the sight of the Lord, like the house of Ahab, which was Jezebel's husband for they were his counselors after the death of his father to his destruction. So it was his downfall that he took counsel from Athaliah and Ahab. Athaliah ruled through her son. It wasn't her place. It wasn't her position. God didn't endorse her. God wasn't with her the way that he was with Deborah. So she manipulated, she controlled, she did what she needed to do to get in and to to have a sense of power over the people and over the family. When her husband was killed, her son was put into power, she ruled through him. When her son was killed, which was Ahaz we just mentioned, he was killed, he only ruled for one year. When he was killed, she took that opportunity to seize power. Because her husband was dead, and now the son, who was ruling in his place, was dead. So what she did was she went and she killed every other heir and seed, which was her own children and grandchildren, to make sure nobody else could take the throne so that she would be the only one left to rule. That's how desperate she was to be seen for attention and for control. She wanted the throne. She was going to take it by force, right? Because that's how the enemy does it. He suffereth violence and he taketh by force. That's not how God does it. The devil working through her was trying to cut off the seed of David. So it was trying to stop Christ because Christ would come through the bloodline of David. The devil was working through her. So she killed all the heirs, including her own children, and then she was left to lead. She ruled for six years. When you look at these stories, you look at the spirit behind it. You look at the character. Watch for those that are controlling, that are manipulative, that are deceitful. This is the enemy. Look at those that character kill others. They always have a problem with somebody. There's always trying to tear somebody down. They're always trying to turn everybody against somebody. One person after another, they always have a target. And usually when people are like that, watch their targets because those are usually people with calls on their lives that God really wants and there's a spirit in them trying to stop it, just like the spirit in Athaliah was trying to stop the bloodline of David, the ones that were truly called to the throne. Uh, the same thing happened in Jezebel. She would kill those that were truly called, the priest. In fact, you kind of see it on a parallel that in the northern kingdom, the spirit in Jezebel was trying to kill the priest, and in the southern kingdom, the spirit of Athaliah was trying to kill the kings. It was trying to stop God's work. But there's an envy there that wants to be those things, but doesn't have the true anointing to do it. So it's going to kill the ones that do and try to stand in their place. These are very easy to see through. And once you're in church for a little while, it doesn't take long to do it. And when people come in, the spirit in them always thinks that that they're going to get away with it. But we've seen it so many times, time and time again, that you can spot it like that. It, It doesn't work. Once it's known, it might work somewhere where it's not known. But when it's known... It's known and it's not gonna get away with it. One of Athaliah's daughters, so this is what happens. She, she puts out the order, she's killing off all of the heirs. One of Athaliah's daughters finds out what's happening and goes and steals the youngest child, which is like just born at that time, and hides him. Um, it's actually her nephew so it would be her brother's son which would have been Athaliah's grandson he was just born so she hides him and protects him from Athaliah her husband was a priest so obviously she knew the lord her husband her husband raised the child hidden in the lord's house for six years and teaches him and this is a, a, a seed and heir of of David because God promised that David's seed would continue because Christ had to come from that bloodline. The enemy was trying to take it out. So one of Athaliah's own children actually guards him and protects him. And a priest fathers him and raises him up as his own and teaches him the ways of the Lord in the house until at seven years old, he's able to take the throne. She thinks all the the seed are gone. She thinks everything, the enemy, The devil always thinks he's got it whipped. He always thinks he's, but God's always got that one hidden that he's just waiting to reveal in the proper season. The devil always misses the right one. You see it in Moses, he killed thousands of children, but he still didn't get the chosen one. In Jesus' time, they killed all the, the boys, but he still didn't get the right one. They were trying to kill them all, but he still didn't get the right one. Now, I say that the girl was Athaliah's daughter, um it's possible she could have been a stepdaughter. She was the king's daughter, but like we said before, the king's had multiple wives. So it's possible she wasn't Athaliah's daughter, but regardless she was the king's daughter. The sitting king, which was Athaliah's son, was the brother to this girl. And it was his son that she saved. So she saved his newborn baby and hid it and her and her husband raised him up in God's house until he was old enough to take the throne. So Athaliah was a weed in the garden of God's kingdom, for sure, to say the least. But she wanted power, and she ruled from palaces. She forced people to honor her. But the truth is, is nobody really respected her. Everyone eventually turns against her. Jehoiada, which was the priest that raised up the boy, he wasn't the boy's physical father, but he was a father to him. He raised Athaliah's grandson and taught him the ways of God. Then when the time was right, he selflessly risked his own life to set him up as king. So while Athaliah was killing others to try to set herself up as queen, the true mothers and fathers of the kingdom were risking their lives to set up the rightful ones, the children, into their positions. I'm telling this story for character reasons because you will see this in ministry, you will see this in families. There are those who will cannibalize if they think they can get a little strength out of it. And then there are those who will sacrifice to help others be strengthened. So I'm trying to help you to increase your discernment and also to guard your own heart that you don't fall guilty of it. Athaliah was killed by her own guards. Not like you know, Jezebel was killed by her own eunuchs. Athaliah was killed by her own guards when the right king was crowned and all the people rejoiced over it. So basically when the boy turned seven years old, which was when they could be crowned king, um, Jehoiada comes out and informs the captains and the, the generals because nobody liked Athaliah. She forced people to honor her, but nobody respected her. So they come and he lets them know, look, I have the real king. This is the heir of the seed of David. Pledge allegiance to protect him and to guard the the temple, the church, the, the palace and him. And they all stood guard round about him and marched him to the place where he needed to be and did the procedures and blew the trumpets. And when she heard it, she came out. And when she saw it, she starts screaming, treason, treason. And then they order her to be killed, but the priest wouldn't let them do it because it was in the house of God. He said, don't do it in the house of God. Take. So they took her out through the stables, through where the horses come in and killed her, in the horse poop, basically outside. It was a disrespectful place to kill her, but he's like, don't shed blood in the house of God. So they, they didn't even take her through the place where kings and people would come. They just took her through the, the horse stables and killed her out there. And then they crowned the boy king. The truth is, is nobody really liked her. She tried to force her leadership over on people. The military, the priest, and God himself fought against her. Remember the difference for Deborah, the military, the kings, the holy men, and God himself fought for her and with her. Athaliah, the they all fought against her, including God. And their land rested because she died. Remember that because Deborah lived, the land rested for 40 years, there was a 40 year space of peace. But because Athaliah died, there was peace. A good leader, a good spiritual mother and father, a good physical mother and father will bring peace to their home and to their family, to their church. A bad selfish one will take the peace from it. Watch for those who take the peace and deal with them accordingly. Take them out through the stables. 2 Kings eleven nineteen, And he took the rulers over hundreds, and the captains and the guards, and all the people of the land. And they brought down the king from the house of the Lord. They were taking the boy down. And came by the way of the gate of the guard of the king's house. And he sat on the throne of the kings, and all the people of the land rejoiced. And the city was quiet, and they slew Athaliah with the sword beside the king's house. Now, I want to draw a couple of comparisons between the two. And as we do, I want you to think of this both in the physical and in the spiritual. This is the kind of mother or father or leader you want to be or not be to your family. This is also the kind of spiritual mother or father or leader you want to be to your disciples. Or your church family or to the other children and people around you deborah was a mother to others and taught her kids to fight the enemy in unity and to win wars she didn't care how she was perceived she just wanted victory for god's glory and her kids to live in peace your goal as a parent your goal as a minister should be to help others win their battles, and help everyone live in peace. That's what Deborah did. Athaliah did the opposite. She caused confusion, she destroyed families, she caused division, she tried to get glory, she always had something to say, something to do, look at me, look at me. Deborah sought God's will, she helped others, she set up the ones beneath her, and God punished those who didn't help her. Athaliah was only concerned with herself, her wants, and her glory, how she was perceived. She wanted power, attention, to rule and be seen as being over everything. She killed her own kids to do it, instead of helping them to take their place in kingship. And God punished those who helped her. Watch for those who character kill in a family, or in a church spiritual children or physical children anytime that spirit tries to come on you deal with it don't allow a spirit come upon you that will cause you to character kill others to slander to talk against especially those that you're supposed to be discipling that's your children those that you're supposed to be helping to teach and to raise up and to put into position Don't let the enemy cause you to fight against them. You're supposed to be sacrificing to help them. Deborah let others lead, but they asked her to go with them because they respected her relationship with God. Athaliah tried to keep others from leading and was killed by her own who did not trust or respect her at all. You cannot force respect. You must earn it. Athaliah was willing to sacrifice her own children for a place at the top. That's not the way that a real mother thinks. A real mother is willing to sacrifice herself to raise up those underneath her. Since all things come from above, this attribute does come from God. We know that because he himself gave us the example of himself as a mother hen who would do anything to protect his little ones under his wing. One of the ways that he did that was to fight against Athaliah. God loves, God protects, God defends. God tends to his children, and God takes revenge. It's a serious matter. So I'm not going to keep you very long. It's a simple lesson. You can go back and read the stories. I gave you the references. But I think tonight the most thing that The Lord wants us to keep in mind is to watch how you mother others, to watch how you father others, to watch how you lead. Where is your concern? Where is your heart? I think the summary of the whole word that the Lord gave me for tonight is this. Whether it be your physical or your spiritual children, be mothers and fathers that sacrifice to advance their children, not mothers and fathers who sacrifice their children to advance. I see it a lot in the church. Those who were meant to disciple others are willing to sacrifice others if they think they can get a position or a place of rule or be seen as somebody or something. That's the spirit of Athaliah. Be a Deborah that's willing to fight and to sacrifice and to teach others to fight and to let others walk into the positions that they're called to and teach them how to uphold them. And bring peace to the land, to the family, to the congregation. Yes. Don't be an Athaliah that takes it from them that God has to step in and deal with. Because if God does, he'll do it very harshly. Because he'll always defend the remnant. So Lord, we thank you for this reminder in this word. And we ask that you cause us to see it and to understand it. To recognize it any time this character or spirit tries to influence us. Lord, let us be selfless. Let us... Be good spiritual mothers and fathers and leaders, even amongst our physical families, but amongst our disciples also. Let us sacrifice and teach and do what is needed to help others see their victories and to be pushed into the kingships and positions and destinies that you have for them. Lord, help us to recognize anytime a spirit of envy or opportunistic spirit comes in, which is what Athaliah had. She saw an opportunity to seize a position that was not her own, and she stole, and you dealt with it very harshly. Lord, when those fight against your will and your work and your remnant, they fight against you, and you yourself will defend them. It never turns out well for them, so Lord, help us to see this lesson and this message for what it is, a warning, a correction, and an opportunity for prevention. So Lord, we thank you for it. Help us to walk in wisdom and to have the wisdom to help others to recognize it and point it out so that they can avoid it also. In Jesus' name, amen. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.